Welcome to the TPC Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Pentecostal Church is located at 3700 Kelly Highway in Fort Smith, Arkansas. With roots anchored firmly right here in the Arkansas River Valley, it continues to be a beacon of hope in a hopeless world and a hospital for hurting souls. TPC is a place where you can call home and fulfill your calling in the kingdom of God. Join us for this incredible word from the Lord today. You know, we are coming out of a couple of days removed from uh, a, I guess, celebrated time for some of Halloween and all of the various ways that people exercise their um, celebration of Halloween with some kind of costume on or uh, I, it's it, in our home and in our life uh, we we never did represent the seeking of evil spirits in this time we always enjoyed the fellowship of the entry of fall and handing out candy to kids and uh that's kind of what we represent here at TPC is this is not a, there's nobody out worshiping the devil. Not from here. We don't even promote those who are worshiping the devil, not only on Halloween, but any other day of the year. So we kind of promote against that all year long. Uh, but I do know that there were several who come through uh, on Monday night. I had some <clears throat> district meetings I had to be at, but I, I heard there were just a lot of people who came on Monday night and guests from all over the community and there were so many people that we were able to invite to church and connect with and uh, I thank the Lord for those opportunities amen, amen. so uh, don't lump us in the crowd with we're Satan worshipers whenever we're just com connecting to our community inviting them to church um, amen <laughs> that's right Evangelism of the Word of God is such an important thing that we need to do more often. So every chance you find an opportunity to do it, do it. I went to the uh, uh, to get my car, my truck washed off today, and as I was there, I decided I might as well vacuum my floor a little bit and try to get, you know, a bunch of that off. And and uh, as I was doing that, I, I finished and. Uh, some la a lady had pulled up over here next to me and her tire was flat so I was uh, making an attempt to help her so it was two two ladies as a matter of fact and they were both trying to figure out how to how to do this and so I was going to offer the opportunity to to hey let me help you here you know I'm quite the mechanic <laughs> no I'm not quite the mechanic I did, I did find out where the, you know, my uh, tool to take the lug nuts off. I did find out where that was at since I hadn't used that but, uh, and, and tried to help them. And that didn't work out so well because it didn't fit their lugs or whatever that's called. But, but I did get to talk to them. And I said, well, I'm already here and they're already here. And I mean, I've already got the little jack out and. I might as well talk to them and tell them where I'm from and what I'm doing. So, you know, I'm Pastor Sullivan, and 
uh, I'm happy to help you. And, and so as we finished that conversation, I didn't help them get their tire repaired, but I did get to tell them about God. So, uh, and, and actually, as a matter of fact, they, they quit worrying about the tire and want to know where our church was. Uh, every opportunity you have to evangelize the gospel of Jesus Christ, I make an effort to do that. And at the end of the day, the whole flat tire was just about the fact that they actually needed to know that Jesus cared about them. And you'd be surprised the people that, got, that really are hungry for just something to be said about God. And once that is introduced, some walls start coming down. And, and they want to know more about God. Uh, as many times as we talk about the demonic spirits of the world, and that can be often because we can talk about that in so many different ways. Right now it's about election and politics and, and all of liberal media and most any kind of media, conservative media for that matter, are always bashing somebody and talking about something terrible and bad and if you do this or don't do this, this is going to be... So everybody's got their opinion, but at the end of the day, there's something negative that's coming out of everything. And there's all kinds of... We're kind of representing spirits that introduce uh, decline or uh, the dark side of something unknown will happen. That's kind of what's out there. And all the way from if you are invested in the stock market, you're probably going to lose everything you got to uh, whatever's going on in the workplace or the school system or your local government is on a major decline. So somewhere in this is a, is a spiritual emphasis of trying to discourage. And if you keep listening to that, you will get discouraged. If I keep listening to that, I get discouraged. So every now and then, I, 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 well, more often than not, I just turn it all off. And, you know, I just listen to, to something else. Uh, you know, just watch the Three Stooges every now and then. Get you some popcorn, you know. Uh, just, just enjoy something funny. Uh, you do have to explain to your children, you literally can't poke your sister in the eye with your two fingers that that you do have to do a little correction there but uh it it does bring a lot of joy in your life with just some hilarity and and because if we aren't careful there will be so many so much heaviness with with somebody who's who's in social media is great because you can actually see pictures and talk to people and and communicate with individuals that you haven't seen or talked to in a long time and uh but on the flip side of that you get to see people that you didn't know they were in such despair you didn't know they were so far away from God. You didn't know that they represented so much darkness in their life. And all of a sudden, you get a view at that. And oftentimes, that view is not really the whole caption of where they are or what's going on. But it leads us into a spirit of, of sorrow or, or situational just discouragement. So spiritual darkness is around us. That's obvious. There's all kind of spiritual darkness around us. That's why I think it's really important that as we come together as the body of Christ, believers, that there is an opportunity to worship together and to encourage one another together and to create the absolute truth that God is for you. And if God is for you, 
who can be against you? Now that may be in a song, that may be in a worship time, that may be in a message that's preached, that may be an altar service, that if God is for you, who can be against you? So as we come together as a body and we begin to talk to one another and encourage one another, I think it's very important that we encourage one another in the Lord rather than constantly focusing on the despair and if the cup is half empty, that we change our, our vision and it, we interrupt our vocabulary with the positives that God is on our side and that there is a positive spiritual influence that overcomes the negative spiritual influence in the world. Now, I preached about this a little bit on Sunday morning and I, I wanted to just, I felt led, I, I, I preached it and there's a difference between preaching and teaching. And uh, when you're preaching, you hit the highlights and when you're teaching, you slow down and talk about it a little bit more. Uh, if you want to know what the difference is, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. So I've had people through the many years say, why don't you get up there and you get so loud and, and your face gets red and you preach so intensely. What, what, are you, what are you doing that for? Well, I don't know. Except there's, a, there's an anointing that comes on a minister that when they begin to deliver the word of God in the environment, there is an evangelistic uh, need that when that anointing flows, and I've had people later tell me that you received the Holy Ghost or was baptized. I've had them tell me, I don't really don't know what you preach, but it was powerful. I appreciate that. I don't even remember what I preached, but as long as you got delivered, I'm good with it. Uh, preaching is important not foolish preaching but through the foolishness of preaching there's going to be something powerful that's going to happen you're going to be saved we got to have that uh, but then there is the opportunity as well teaching is anointed as well in its own right because as you as you teach and share the, the scripture the word of God the principles of God's word then that word will find a place in your spirit and tomorrow or next week or six months from now, when that word is needed, it will come out. It will come out. Uh, and it will be a resource to you. Uh, it's been said before that your brain is like a reservoir. What you put in it is what will come out. What you put in it will come out. So... If you take the Word of God and the Word of God is taught and you study and you learn and you grow, when you do that and you put it in your heart, in your mind, in your reservoir, there will be tonight, tomorrow, next week, next month. You think kids are paying no attention when you're teaching and preaching. They're over there coloring, just trying to get through the service. And next week they'll tell you what was said. They know. Because that seed landed somewhere in their mind and they heard a phrase or a statement or they learned a principle or something lodged in them that made the difference. So as we preach, and I preach this on Sunday morning, but I want to take a few moments to just uh, teach it 
a few minutes here tonight and, and just talk about the importance because there's spiritual things happening around us. And there are people who are uh, leaning into and opening themselves to spiritual things. Uh, I was talking to a, a uh, minister recently who's been in India preaching. And he began to share with me that there is such an openness in India for people receiving the gospel message of Acts 2.38, that people are receiving the Holy Ghost by the thousands. But he also began to share with me that there is an openness in India for people who are open to demonic spirits. And they have opened themselves to demonic spirits because they have now learned that there's a power in demonic spirits. And they want to get out of the base life that they live. And so if there's any way that they can accept something that is powerful enough to pull them out of the base poverties or whatever they're in, they open themselves to it. And then they become possessed by it. So we know in our world, and we know in the United States, and we know in the state of Arkansas, and we know in the River Valley that there are people who are open to ungodly spirits. Uh, I had a candidate locally uh, just a few days ago text me and said, Pastor Sullivan, would you please pray for me? I am under a great attack of a spirit in this region that is an ungodly spirit. And I need your prayer. Brother Patrick, I think, was in that text. And we prayed for that candidate, that the Lord would help them to find peace. Because when you start rising up against spiritual wickedness, it will rear its head and show its nastiness. Because they seem to be all calm and equal and loving until it's pressed by the Holy Spirit, and it's bound by the Holy Spirit, then it wants to fight against truth and morality. That's where the church comes in. See, I don't know that you really know the role you play. I don't think, I don't know that you really know that when you're just getting your exercise and walking around the block, that you're actually doing more than that. <laughs> Something is happening because at the shadow of Peter, people were healed. What that lets me know is whenever he was walking, something was happening around him. And when you're walking and when you're in your workplace and when you're communicating with people and when you walk into businesses in this region, when you walk in there, when you go to Walmart or you go to Harps or you go to Sam's or you go to wherever you go, you are making a difference. Just the presence of a person filled with the Holy Spirit is making a difference. Because there is spiritual wickedness in the earth. But there is a spiritual authority in the earth. There is a principality and a power that is bound by a supreme power. There is one God and there's nothing like him. He has complete authority. And so as we, as we see and feel the issues of uh, depression and addiction 
and the blindness of sin and immorality and the unnatural life of individuals in our world. Uh, there's so many of these things being played out on the front. There's a spirit because there are people who are looking for the real thing and the enemy has come their way and they've accepted that. But there is a revival of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you, it's a beautiful thing to get baptized and we promote that. But it's, it's, that's not where it ends. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, Acts 1 and 8 says you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That is spiritual authority. That is a live authority. That is power living inside of you. There is an authority of the Holy Spirit. Now, the more you exercise that power and that authority, it will lead you into gifts of the Spirit. It is, it is something that will produce fruits of the Spirit and gifts of the Spirit, and you will walk in discernment and wisdom and knowledge. This is what happens when you receive the Holy Ghost and whenever you maintain the gift of the Spirit of God living inside of us because you can, you can err in the ways of God. Just because you receive the Holy Ghost, you're not eternally saved. You can leave the Father's house. You can walk away from your relationship with God. That's your choice. It was your choice to come. It can be your choice to leave. There's consequences of leaving. There's, there's consequences of that. There's rewards of continuing to walk with God and maintain your integrity with God and seek the Lord because there is a need for all of us to grow in the power of the Holy Ghost to exercise that gift so that God can help us to discern what is around us. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be times that you're going to walk into your house and if you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to feel something. Don't, don't push that off as just being, well, I'm just being a little spooky here today. If you're full of the Holy Ghost and you walk into your home and you feel something, a check in the Spirit that says something is not right here, I need to encourage you to start speaking the name of Jesus. There is nothing that can stand against the name of Jesus. You begin to speak the power of the name of Jesus. And you will literally see and feel a peace come in where you are. Because there is authority in that name, Jesus. Now, I, this minister I was with, he, he, he told me, he said, I, I don't... I know you're going to believe that because you believe me and we've been friends a long time. And he said, I just want to tell you, I was in India and there was a, there was a, a lady there that, that was possessed with devils. And uh, a couple of us ministers sensed that and we began to pray uh, for her. And he said there was a, a chair there. And as we, we begin to cast these devils out of her, she literally put her hand on that chair. And when she did, the rest of her body went straight out like a board. She was so possessed by spirits that were hanging on and was refusing to leave that body until her body reacted in that manner. 
But he said, when we begin to speak the name of Jesus, she released herself from that chair and fell crumpled on the ground and began to pray. And in a process of those evil spirits coming out of her, she leaped to her feet and began to worship and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. And God filled her with the Holy Ghost. That's a powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. He told me another story about a man who was uh, all crippled and extremely deformed. His body, his legs, his feet, his arms, his hands, his wrist, his fingers was all completely deformed and came. And he said, in my understanding, this man needed a healing. But in the understanding of the discernment of this ministry in this country, he said, oh, no, it's not the healing he needs. He needs to be delivered from demonic spirits. And he said, he began to pray, took that man by his finger. He said, I'm going to show you how much power God has. He took that man by his finger and he held his finger and he prayed and he spoke to all the demonic spirits to come out of this man. And as he began to pray that prayer, he said that man began to contort in his uh, deformed condition. And he began to uh, regurgitate evil spirits for quite some time until God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And he began to speak with other tongues in his contorted condition. But then he said, I want to show you how God can restore a body. And he took that man by the finger the second time. And he said, by the authority of the name of Jesus, I speak restoration into this body. That every bone and every muscle and every part would be healed and restored. And he said, you could hear the ankles popping and the knees popping back into place and the elbow and the wrist and the fingers until he watched a man who could hardly walk begin to straighten up piece by piece. Not even by his own powers, God completely restored him until he had both hands in the air worshiping God. Now what I preach to you on Sunday is taste and see that the Lord is good. But I need to tell somebody here tonight, there is something about an internal relationship with God. That whenever you put him first in your life, there are things without him that you will find yourself in conditions that you don't know how you're going to ever, only going to get worse is what one scripture said. But when you touch the hem of his garment, when you begin to embrace the Holy Spirit, not an evil spirit, not demonic spirit, but when you begin to embrace the Holy Spirit, things will happen spiritually in you. Addictions will leave you. You will begin to experience an internal change in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. Ugly stuff will leave you. But it's important. It's really important as we continue. You know, it's amazing to me. We talk a lot about the, the prodigal son, and we talk about him coming back. But we don't often talk about why did he leave? Why did the prodigal son ever leave? 
I mean, you're in this, you're in this situation where you pretty much, I mean, you've got a home and you have a father and you have a family and everything you have need of. There's servants there and there's food there. And evidently, there's been some information passed along about a monetary gain for you at some point. Son, you'll have this. You have an inheritance here. So when you think about that, we can almost find all of ourselves sitting in that same posture. That we have a relationship with God. And that we, we walk with God. And that we work with God. And God takes care of us now, but we also have, we have a blessing for the future in our life. But there is, there is such a thing as casting our vision into places that seems to be greener pastures, things that allure us. And if it's, it, it, sometimes it can be such a unique uh, act of the enemy that he'll, the enemy will work on both sides of that. He will show you all the beautiful things there, but in the same token, he'll stir up trouble with the, your older brother. So if he can stir up a little junk here and he can show you how much better across the fence is it over there, there is a possibility that although you have a walk with God, you are a child of God, you are living under the auspices of his divine covering and you have his garments and you have his signet of authority in your life, there are those who have chosen that through emotional conflict of somebody or something, that was said or done or not said or not done to create a stirring of conflict. If I was really wanting to dig here tonight, I'd talk about gossip and backbiting and envy and strife. Well, maybe I will. That wasn't enough amen. So let's just turn to the book of... You know, if you aren't careful, there'll just be all kinds of things because that's where the enemy works. He likes to get you all frustrated about something that you prayed a prayer that wasn't answered or somebody, somebody was preferential in something that they said or done or somebody shook their hand, didn't shake yours or talked to you and didn't talk to them or talked to them, didn't talk to you. The enemy will stir that pot and at the same time will show you how, you know what, I, I, think, I think this is okay over here. I, I think this would be all right to just enjoy this for a little while and, and I think this, will, so there's a process that if you're not careful before we talk about how he came back can we talk about a minute why he left why would you leave the presence of what you have on a cold day a warm house on a, on a laborious day of working and toiling a, a fulfilling meal why would you leave that to the unknown where there's gonna be hunger and there's gonna be absence of cover and there's gonna be, you know, there's gonna be temporary friends. I literally had this conversation recently. I had someone that, that I, we've been communicating and praying together and, and, I, and they actually said to me this, I was involved in things that I'm now delivered from. And they're coming, they're coming to the Lord. I was involved in things that I've been delivered from. But in that group, I was, the, I was closely connected to, to them. They text me, they call me. We got together, we done things. But when, when the Lord delivered me, 
I, I didn't want to leave my buddies. So I said, do you think it'd be all right if I just drink water while you're drinking a beer? What's the difference? I'll sit here with you. You're my friend. Oh, yeah, that'll be fine, man. Come on, we'll hang out. I mean, we think you're crazy, but come on. We'll drink a beer, you drink a cup of water. He said, before long, they stopped including me. I'm talking about a guy who's a star of the show. His friends started drifting away from him. And he said, it took me a while to understand I don't have to do all the stuff you do. I was just tired of all the craziness of intoxication. I was just tired of losing my business. I was just tired of losing my clients. I was just tired of being broke. Why can't we still be, that's what the prodigal son did. He left all of this to end up over there and when he had nothing else, his friends left him. But I, I, don't know, I don't know if everybody gets that. I don't know if everybody gets that all the time. We, we become, sometimes we take this relationship with God for granted. We think we can casually drift along how we want to. There are some real spiritual things happening in your neighborhood tonight. There are some real spiritual things happening in your family tonight. The enemy is at war with your children and with your spouse and with your marriage. You're sleeping and you think everything's fine and the enemy is fighting. And as we embrace the power of the Holy Spirit, we have angels fighting for us. It's in the Bible. The angels of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him. There is a host of angelic beings that are fighting for you as much as the enemy is trying to create mishap and destruction around you. There is spiritual divine authority in the presence of God. So the point is, there is, there is a... Why would we leave? Because there is a pulling and there is a stirring and there is a, we have to be careful that we don't drift too far from the principles that got us to where we are. So I, I just, I just, this scripture has been, has been uh, uh, weighing on me here just, just a little. So let me, let me just, let me just go here for a moment. But I'm, and my time is about up, but I, I'm, I want, I want to, I want to impress the importance of the Holy Spirit dwelling in every one of us. I want to impress the importance and the value of the Holy Spirit. 1 John 3 and 6. Whoso abideth in him sinneth not. Whoso sinneth, whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Whosoever abideth in Christ sinneth not. 
Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him nor known him. Now, sinning is not your, is not your common lust of failure or struggle. That's your, that's your human flesh that you're always, Paul said, I deal with it daily. But your sin that you are embracing, when you're embracing sin into your life and into your mind, you are departing from God. You are expelling this Holy Spirit that now dwells in you. You are abandoning the holiness of God, and God is holy. And he will not dwell in an unholy temple. That's why we emphasize the importance of repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ because it is cleansing the temple for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And those who commit sin do not have God. And whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. So the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit living inside of us leads us away from sin. But if we become delusional and we begin to uh, move and direct ourselves in a pathway that will lead us further from God, then we have the absolute that we will find ourselves as a prodigal who is without the covering of a heavenly father. So it is important, according to 1 Peter 2 in chapter 1, or verse 1, 1 Peter 2 and 1, Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious. When you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, when you have known him, when you have desired God, when you have opened yourself to become receptive to the forgiveness of sins and the infilling of the Holy Ghost to know that he is gracious, then you will begin to see and you will find that laying aside, coming out of you as malice and guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, and you begin to desire the simplest things of God so that you might become and grow in him. If you ever lose that desire to know the things of God, there's a decline happening in your spiritual walk with the Lord. And my mother and my father's 80, 83 and 80. And, and I, I'm going to tell you, my dad, at 83, my dad will tell you, he, God is showing him scriptures all the time. And most every time I talk to him now, he's telling me, son, i got to share something with you that the Lord showed me. I gotta, and I can't get a pen and write it all down quick enough. And my dad's been walking with the Lord for, you know, 65 years, 70 years. And there's something about a continued hunger for God that draws you closer to God. 
But I've also, I've also come in contact with people who are drifting away from God. There's, there's a lack of hunger for the things of God. And so they drift away from God. And then they wonder why things are going in a path that is a detriment to them. I tell you, it's because when you engage in the power and the blessings and the anointing of God, your life begins to see a, that relationship mature to a place to where God is working in your life and you begin to discern things and you begin to see things and you begin to understand things and you walk in those things and when you begin to drift away from God you start losing a hunger for the things of God until eventually you're not where you should be with God there is there is a there is a real core purpose of being hungry to taste and see of the things of God because there is a need in our life that we would some way and somehow be able to embrace holy spiritual things. Holy spiritual things. I'll, I'll finish on this, on this note. This minister was also telling me, we were, we were, we were talking about the... Uh, the headship of God, allowing the headship of God to be in the body of Christ. The, the thinking is, dictates the direction of all of us. And when our mind kind of gets messed up, it's not so much that your legs quit moving and your arms quit moving, but when your head gets messed up, sometimes you just want to stop. You want to put it in park. You want to... You know, like Jonah, you just want to die. You don't know that you have a purpose. But when God begins to heal the mind, uh, create continuity in the body, then you're ready to go again. You're ready to move forward again. And when you get, whenever, whenever we get the Holy Spirit working into our minds, I feel like I'm shooting all over this tree tonight, but we're going to land this plane somewhere in here. I preached it from Psalms 34 that, that there's so much stuff involved in partaking of him, partaking of him, that he begins to heal the mind and the mindset. You can't change everybody in your family or everybody on your job or everybody in your neighborhood. But if you become so connected to God, it will affect everybody in your house and everybody in your job and everybody in your neighborhood. When the headship of God comes into play in our life, that our minds are clear and our, our, our minds are set on him and our, our affections are set on him and our desires are set on him. I don't mean just checking boxes. I did this or I didn't do that or I did this or I didn't do that. I mean your walk with God, your relationship with God, your, your prayer time, your Bible study. I don't mean just to check the box, but I mean I'm sincerely, I'm here and I want to be a part of this. And, and I wanna, I'm under the Father's covering and care and anointing and blessing. And I'm, I'm going to be taken care of, but I'm going to worship him. I'm going to serve him. I'm going to do, do my due diligence in the kingdom of God because there's something that's ahead for me. And I believe people come back. I preach that often. I believe people come back. That's because they get their head right. When he was in the hawk pen and everything was gone, he began to say, 
I look around. What in the world has happened to me? He had a, an epiphany. He, he said, what am I doing here? What, what is this? There's servants at my father's house, and I know their name was this and that, and it, they got a whole lot more than I have. I know what I'll do. I'll just humble myself and go back to my father, and I'll say, I'll just be a servant. I don't care to be a son. Just make me a servant. I just want to be under the shadow of, of an amazing man that you are. He didn't have that opinion about him when he left, but now he's got this opinion about God that, hey, you're, you're above all and you're, you're everything and I don't want to go anywhere else but to you. Can I save somebody here tonight from a train wreck down the road? Don't venture out there. Don't, don't because this boy's going to bring back baggage no matter what all happens. He's still got to deal with his brother and he's still got to deal with what he done and he's still got to deal. And he's, his father's covering him and putting the coat on him. He's giving him his son ring back. He's giving him all that he needs in order to survive and be blessed. But there's other things. He's got to deal with these things. He has spent some things there. Can, can I just encourage somebody here tonight that there's a lot of spiritual stuff going on in the world and your invitation doesn't need to be on the dark side of the spiritual stuff. It needs to be on the powerful side of the stuff. It needs to be on the Holy Spirit side. Would somebody just make up in your mind that for me and my house, we're going to embrace spiritual, holy, spiritual things? We're going to embrace God in our life. Well, I don't want to be a fanatic. It's, it don't matter. People are fanatical about all kind of stuff. You'll fit in. They're wondering why you're not a fanatic for God now. You'll fit in if you get fanatical. The wealthy don't mind. The middle class don't mind. The poor don't mind. It doesn't matter. Everybody's fanatical. You got millionaires banging their head on all kind of stuff and screaming at football players, go, run. And we're all fired up about little Johnny hitting the ball off the tee and, you know, ride that horse, boy, hang on. We're fanatic. When, when are we going to make up in our mind that I want the spiritual authority of the Holy Ghost to guide my life and my family I want to be so hungry for God that I lose my appetite for all of the pleasures of sin. The pleasures, you may not, it's, sometimes it's just weight. It's not even sin, it's weights. It's you, you, and that's where you get hung up. It's, well, I don't see that as sin. I know it's a weight. It's got a hold on you. It's bearing you down. It's dragging you down. It's, you're struggling because, because there's some, and what will happen is those weights will turn into sins in your life until you'll end up leaning in a direction that you won't, don't want to be in. And the more you get into it, the more it gets into you. And you and I both know a lot of people that want to come back to God, but they're just not sure if they can give up all of that. They don't even know the turmoil that they're going through anymore. It has become the new normal for them. The hunger pains have become the new normal. The loss of friends has become the new normal. The lifestyle of absence of family have become the new normal. The struggle of going through stuff without hope and help and peace has become the new normal until they can come in contact with you and with God and, and with us to say, wait a minute, you don't have to live that away. 
You don't have to be abused by the slave drivers of the world. You don't have to experience the losses that are all around you. God can heal your home. God can heal you from your losses. God can heal your mind and give you headship authority so you can see and have vision and know what God is. I'm telling you, that's still happening in the earth today. We are the church. We have a hunger to ingest the things of God in our life that will take us in the right direction. So how do you get your kids there? How do you get your family there? How do you get your spouse there? How do you get your coworkers there? It starts with you. If you will stay humble before God and say, I seek him more than I seek anything else, that humility and hunger for God will keep you from looking over the fence to somewhere else. I hope that my family, my girls can say at the end of my day, I hope, that the, I hope my girls can say the one thing daddy loved was his walk with God. He loved his fellowship with God. He loved communicating with, I'm telling you, this, this is what keeps me going. This is, I'm not doing this for a paycheck. I'm not doing this for a building. I'm not doing this for friends. There's something got a hold of me. My love for God is more valuable because I have, I'm learning to embrace the Holy Spirit. And when I embrace the Holy Spirit, it carries me above and beyond all of the pleasures and the calls and the enticements and the green pastures and all that the enemy wants to show you over there. God is calling. Some people are serving God just for favor in their life. Just, just for, Listen, if you'll just serve him because he's God, I don't need to be a son. Just make me a hired servant. If we can get that attitude, we won't ever leave. If we can maintain that attitude and not become entitled, boy, I wish I had time. I'd talk on entitlement. We come to the Lord and we serve the Lord for a little while and then we pray something and we expect God to come to the snap of our finger and if he don't do it today the way I asked, then I'm not sure I'll be here tomorrow. Entitlement has pushed us in the wrong direction. If you don't do it, Lord, you must have a reason. I prayed a prayer and I've got faith, but if it didn't happen, you know more than I know. You see further than I see. That's the spirit that'll keep you full of the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit that'll say, whatever, whatever your will is, if it's not my will, your will overcome my will. Your will be my will. Your will become my will. I'm telling you, the church is going to make the difference when we... We're trying to win everybody in the world, and that's great, but your greatest witness is going to be your walk with God. You can't sell a product you don't believe in. But if you ever get full of the Holy Ghost and you embrace God, you know what you're going to be doing? You're going to be walking down aisle four, and there's going to be somebody that's sick in their, in their body, and you're going to see it, and the Holy Ghost is going to show you. And you're going to take that person by the hand for 30 seconds, and you're going to pray a prayer of healing. And right there on aisle four, God's going to heal somebody and fill them with the Holy Ghost. 
That comes as a result of somebody embracing the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, I want a taste of this. I want to have this. I want him to inhabit my life. And you know what's going to happen? Your kids are going to see that. Your grandkids are going to see that. Your neighbors are going to see that. Your coworkers are going to see that. And you're going to end up pastoring your workplace and pastoring your children and pastoring your family and pastoring your friends because God is going to put a spiritual impact Anybody feel what I'm talking about? I mean, we're just, we're just feeling, we're, we're dealing with demons and, and spiritual things. But we're also in, we have also been uh, exposed to the power of the Holy Spirit. And the mess that's causing all the confusion and the thoughts and the struggles in your mind is nothing but the enemy. But you got power over that. Be careful, don't posture yourself to leave. Posture yourself to step up. And if you're weak and you're struggling, you just start praying that God would renew in you the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, what I need is renewing. I want to taste this again. I want to feel this again. I want to ingest this again. I want to have a personal breakthrough in my life. If that happens in the bedroom of my house, so be it. If that happens in the prayer room at the church, so be it. If it happens in the middle of the song service, so be it. Wherever it is, I want to experience a personal relationship. <laughs> Amen. Angels. I'm going to tell you, there's angels at your house. Somebody receive that word right now. Somebody receive that word right now. Come on, somebody embrace him. He's here. I know it's Wednesday, but something's happening in the Holy Ghost. 
Somebody embrace it here. Come on, somebody take a moment. The Holy Ghost has been dealing with us all night. Somebody just start inviting the Spirit of God to dwell in you. Come on, somebody just start inviting the Spirit of God. It could be right here on this night that there's a fresh beginning. The Holy Ghost wants you to know He's for you. God is for you. He is working for you. <laughs> Come on, you are not alone, the Spirit says. You are not alone. You are not alone. Hallelujah. If it's appropriate, why don't you just place your hand on your neighbor's shoulder right where you're sitting or standing. Pray with your neighbor right now. Come on, God's about to turn some things around in your family that you've already given up on, just walked away from. God's about to revive something in your family. The enemy's tried to talk you out of it, but the Holy Ghost is about to revive and renew it. Come on, pray with your neighbor right now. It's not over because God hasn't said it's over. Come on, that's right. Pray with your neighbor right now. I'm embracing you, Lord. I'm embracing you, Lord. I am 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 embracing you, Lord. Come on. If you hunger after God, you're going to draw close to Him. Some of you about to walk in the Holy Ghost this week. Some of you about to walk in the spirit realm you hadn't been in. You're going to take dominion and authority over principalities and powers that's been lurking in your residence and in your family and in your life. There's about to be some sicknesses and diseases that's going to leave your household. It's going to be plucked out of the DNA of your family. God's about to remove some sickness and disease and struggles. God's about to put you on a fast track of moving in the spirit. 
and walking in the Spirit. Yes. Ah, I embrace this, Lord. I embrace this, Lord. Ah, Come on, that's it. You have come into this such a time as this. You have come into this season in such a time as this. The Holy Ghost is a fresh anointing resting on you. Oh, there's a healing in some relationships I feel in the spirit. There's a healing in some relationships. Come on, God's going to bring some things together again. God's about to heal and renew some stuff in the spirit realm. It's going to happen because you're hungry for God. You're thirsty for God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost just flow through you for a few minutes here. <laughs> Ooh, let the Holy Ghost just flow through you for a few minutes here. Mm. Yeah. Let the Holy Ghost move right now. Come on, don't be afraid of this. Just let the Holy Ghost move right now. Don't be afraid of this. Let the Holy Ghost work in this room. You just, get, you just be hungry for God right now. You just be hungry for His presence right now. He'll do what He does in this room. You just be hungry. Come on, God's doing some things outside of this building. And some of y'all, if you'll just reach for God, He'll be the answer to what needs to happen outside of this building tonight. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm hungry for you, Lord. I'm thirsty for you, Lord. I am in need. I'm thirsty. I'm seeking. I'm desiring your will, your way, your presence, your spirit. 
Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Heromosi katarama Come on, some things in the spirit are happening here tonight. For the next few moments, if you feel led, I just want you to walk around this building. This is how we're going to end this tonight. If you feel led, I just want you to walk around and pray for somebody in this room here for the next few minutes. If you feel led in the spirit, I just want you to walk around and pray for somebody. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Just let the Holy Ghost lead you tonight. Hallelujah. We started it with prayer. We're going to end it with some prayer. Come on, God. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I hope this word has blessed you. If you are in the River Valley area and are looking for a church to attend, we would love for you to join us right here at TPC. Services are Sunday at 11 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You can visit us at our website at www.tpcfortsmith.com and on Facebook at the Pentecostal Church Fort Smith. Here you will find any information you may need. Thank you and God bless.